welcome to Dad Made, a podcast for creative dads. My name is Corey Miller, joined by Kyle Adams. How's it going, Kyle? Hello, I'm also a creative dad. Are you truly? That's great. Well, it's yes. good because if you weren't, that would make this podcast very uncomfortable in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dad. I don't do anything with that creativity stuff. <laughs> I just whittle out back in the woods. I mean, that's, that still is, I mean, that's creative. That is technically creative, actually. <laughs> it's very, it's very creative. Did you ever do any whittling when you were a kid? I did. Was that a thing that yeah. you did? Uh-huh. What would you whittle? Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, I don't know. Did you make, like, what'd you make? <laughs> I just distinctly remember, uh, <laughs> It was like a pretty dull pocket knife, actually, but okay. I, would, I would like whittle points on the end of sticks. I thought it was super cool that I could do that, uh, like no, notches no. into sticks. Nothing that was like yeah. really practical, honestly. Not like not like totem pole type things, like designs no. in it or whatever. Wasn't that cool of a kid? No. We used to do um, when I was in, I was in Boy Scouts when I was a kid, and the kind of the the standard one was like you could make like a little not like a gnome, but kind of a gnome-esque person. Like you would, on the corner, you would chisel out the, you know, the face points, you know, and then you would just carve it around that. Um, instead of carving into the flat side, you'd carve into the the corner of it. And that was kind of the the de facto <laughs> little gnomish kind of thing that everyone would do. Interesting. So there you How's go. Whittling. I'm boring. <laughs> I'm so boring, Core. Um, I mean, me talking about, you know, Gnome, gnomish, uh, <laughs> nomenclature, whittling. Don't do that. All right. So tonight, for today's, I was gonna say tonight for today's uh, episode, Kyle, um, we we kind of oscillated back and forth as we always do, and we kind of landed on. Um, I asked you before we started recording. I was like, maybe we could talk about some. <laughs> you said actually, you were like, <laughs> we should talk about something fun. <laughs> Like something, and I'm like, oh yeah, let's talk about something the like, most unfun topic. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, let's talk about something fun, and I'm like, great. Well, what have you been doing creatively lately that you've really enjoyed? And you're like, actually. <laughs> so so I asked you that. I was like, what have you been doing recently that has been creatively fun? And what did what did you say to me? Like, let and let's talk about it. Uh, basically, I said that I have been. I guess I'd say on the verge of burnout. I'm I can identify yeah. when I'm pretty close to to burnout, and it's not so so much with my own, like, not it's not really things I'm doing on the side. It's just work has been a little bit relentless lately. So yeah, feeling the burnout from that, which translates to everything else. And yeah, my my answer was basically that I'm not sure because I just feel like I'm trying to keep myself out of burnout at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about that of, you know, I, I, um, I think there's some obvious ways that burnout can, can kind of click in. And I feel like this topic has been done to death in the podcasty bloggy YouTube world. So I don't think that we need to really get into that, like at a really deep level, but I'm interested in what it looks like for us and what the impact is for us in our creativity when, and it's not even just like, it's not even just the tiredness or the exhaustion um, yeah. So what I, what I want to kind of look at then is what is, what does it kind of look like and how does it manifest for you and me 
when when we're either feeling burnt out or we're feeling just run down and how that impacts our creativity and how we've managed it over time or how we spot, have spotted those things oncoming. Um, so I'll just present it to you because you, you know, put you on the spot. Um, when you say I, you said something like, I feel like I'm close to burnout or something like that. What, what makes you say that? What, what is the, what are the, the signals, I guess. I can just tell. I mean, I guess I, I feel tired a lot. I don't get super excited about most things that I'm doing. Like there's not a there's not a joy to show up and do creative work or almost anything. And not in like a I'm making that sound like it's depression or something. It's not that. It's it's just like yeah, I'm not it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I'm not feeling like it's like I just want to stop work for a little bit and reset. I have that feeling, and I know that means I'm pretty close to burning out and not like just completely not being interested in things. So, yeah, um, yeah that's kind of what that's kind of what it means as far as like how I generally handle it. Is when I start feeling that way, um, I guess first like. In general, the thing I've found to be healthy as a practice is to not try to keep your your foot like fully on the gas pedal, right? Mm. And and not try to every day go 100 into whatever it is you're creating. Because if you do that and that's your that's your like what's the word I'm looking for? Like that's your Thing you've set for yourself, right? You've said, "Okay, yeah. this is this is my like standard." That's what I was looking for. <laughs> standard. standard. This is my standard. Okay. Is like I'm going to do this much stuff every day or every week or whatever. If you've done that and you keep trying to outdo yourself, you're eventually going to hit burnout because you can't go 100 every day, and that includes yeah. like even a work situation. Like at work, I can't I can't go 110 every single day or I'm going to burn out. And so there has to be days where you're okay with kind of like doing what needs to be done and not anymore. And then Mm. go 110 the next day or a few days later, whatever. But like you have to be okay with having really great days and not so great days. But I think like, especially in the creative space, like if you're trying to, in my case, like grow an audience on the side and things like that, you've got to continue to show up. So I have things in place to help me like show up when I want to and kind of take my pedal, my foot off the pedal when I want to. Right. And like take the pedal uh, off your foot. Yeah. (laughs) Take the pedal off my foot. So just to like (laughs) relax a little bit and not have, I don't need to create every single day and every single time that even a piece of content comes out for me it's not uh like yeah i've i've put in place systems to help me not have to do that it's interesting one of the things you said was um where you just don't feel interested and i find that that has been for me a a large a, a pretty large indicator of either burnout or close to burnout ism <laughs> burnout theosis <laughs> whatever it's called um and 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 what's interesting about that is 
you'd think that the things that we're, we enjoy doing creatively would be life-giving. But when you're, at least for me, when I'm feeling overwhelmed by work or I'm feeling overwhelmed by life stuff, even the things that give life feel like it takes it from me. And when things are, when you have things that are your passion or you have things that you truly enjoy, like whether it's a hobby or just an interest, if you literally lose interest in doing that thing, that's indicative of, of a problem, I think. And, um, and, and that's, that's more than just being like, oh, I've outgrown that interest, you know, like maybe I used to be interested in, in whittling wood. (laughs) That was a passion of mine. And now I'm no longer interested in that. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm burnt out. Maybe I've just moved on from my interests. But if I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I could go work on music, but that just feels so hard or it just, it's overwhelming to think about like, or, or, and it doesn't even have to be like overwhelming. It doesn't always have to be big. It could just be like, I just don't want to, you know, and, and again, sometimes that's fine. But if it's like this continual ongoing, because all of the stuff that we have to show up to like work and family, if, if that's, um, I mean, honestly, if that's the stuff that's kind of sucking the life out of you, then that, then that deserves some attention, you know? But I, I just, I thought it was interesting when you said, um, when, when you're feeling not interested in it, cause you know, cause we don't always, I guess we don't always feel like 100% on board with the creative thing. You know, we're not always, just like you said, it's not even just a hundred percent of doing the thing, but of like the, yeah, music, yeah, newsletters, yeah, uh, commerce, yeah, all this stuff, you know? And, um, and we don't always have that drive. That's fine. Um, but the, but those little signals of just being like, I, I find I find for me, if I'm not wanting to go and do something creatively in the time that I've set aside to do that, then then that feels... If it, it, I don't know. It feels like a signal to myself of there's something else going on that I need to address. Yeah, and I think to dig into that even a little deeper, you know, you mentioned sometimes there's things that you just eventually lose interest in. Yeah, and so I think, at least from my experience, the other thing that signals burnout is that really nothing creatively inspires you. It's kind of like. Mm. You know, I may just want to go sit on the couch and like watch a show or literally sit there and stare at the ceiling or something, like lay on the couch mm-hmm. and stare at the ceiling or something. Like, uh, I, I don't, not having that drive to create anything, not wanting to explore something new or try something else out, I think that's also a good sign of burnout because you just, yeah, you've just decided all I really want to do is consume things. I don't really want to create anything, even like sketching or writing something or whatever. None of that feels like something I just want to do in my own time for the sake of doing it. And I think that's a good indicator of burnout is just yeah, not just losing interest in something that you've been doing or that you tied to yourself, but also losing interest in trying new things or doing something different. Yeah. I have two questions as a follow-up to that. The first question, I'm going to ask them together, but then, so you just have to remember. Um, (laughs) So question number one is, 
Um, well, now I have to remember the question. It was a very good question. I promise you. Um, I'll ask them separate because then I have to think of the other one. First off is how do you um, – oh, I know what they were. <laughs> one is how do you address burnout when it's there? And then the second is how do you prevent burnout before it hits? You personally, not just like, oh, yeah, these are the studies, but like <laughs> – These are the five what it, solid what, tips. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so like when you get the signals for you, what do you do? What are what are the things that, that immediately you need to put into action or – or that you haven't put into action that you know you need, would probably benefit from? I know I need to find a way to take time. So, for example, I'm about to take some time off. I'm about to take a week off. And yes. <laughs> I'm also planning for that, not just with work. I'm going to be off of work for that long. But I'm also planning for my own creative uh, creative things I'm doing on the side. I'm prepping to have those things be as you know automated as possible as far as the commitments I've made. And yeah. then I'm just letting it go from there. I'm going to just take the time, enjoy my family, not worry about any of these other things or trying to find some new creative thing to do. I'm just going to take that time and like have a reset, basically. Mm. Uh, and I know that's sometimes really hard to do. And I, you know, we're talking about me personally. But I'm also thinking about anyone listening. And there's there's a good chance that you can't just go take the week off. You're like, yeah, Kyle, that sounds yeah. great, but I can't go take next week off. <laughs> like, sure. What, what yeah, exactly yeah. do I do? And I think in those moments, because I've had those moments in the past, I think for those, you just have to find some kind of time. Maybe that's a weekend. Like you just talk to your spouse and say, like, I need a reset. I'm I'm having this struggle. And maybe it doesn't make sense to them, but just explain like I will have problems if I don't have a little bit of a reset. And just I think together you can find that margin, even if it's one day, even if it's half of a day, something where you can go off by yourself and have a little bit of reset. Um, and that's another thing I tend to do when I start seeing burnout is I'll go try to go other places. So. I'm usually here in my office slash broadcast studio or whatever this is. <laughs> and sometimes I'll try to go to a coffee shop or I'll go somewhere else, use my laptop, work, and just kind of soak in that environment. And again, I know, like, again, we're talking about me. I'm, I work from home. But um, getting in a different environment, even if that's like your own creative time, go somewhere else, not where you usually go and try to like... If that helps you relax a little bit, um, that's what I do when I see it coming. To prevent it is kind of what I mentioned earlier. I try to not, like, I don't know. I'm I'm somebody who just really wants to be a perfectionist, and I want everything to be awesome every day. I want to do like my hundred percent best every day, and it pains me to even say this out loud, Corey. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, let's do it. It hurts let's me to say it. anything less than I'm giving a hundred every day. But honestly, yeah. like you can't always do that. And so I think just intentionally, not just because you feel tired that day or you're not as into something that day, but intentionally saying, I'm going to have some days where I just don't do as much. I get what I need to get done, done. The commitments I've made are done, but I'm not going to go like way over and above today. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to allow myself to have these moments where 
you know, like there's days at work, maybe I'm, you know, clicking around in a spreadsheet, perfecting the formatting of this so that in the future we can use it a little better, but it's just time where I'm not really doing like this fundamentally super important in-depth <laughs> project. And I'm just yeah. doing some extra things that are relaxing that are like, they're still maybe helpful if you're in a work situation, like you still could contribute um, creatively. Like, you know, that could also look, it could look like just, you know, maybe you do every now and then on your creative time. If we've talked about that in past episodes, like having a creative time, maybe in that moment, if you're feeling like, um, well, not if you're feeling like, but just in general, sometimes take that chance to learn something, consume something like don't always feel like you have to create in that time or take it to like take a nap sometime. It's okay to not always come out on the other side with some sort of product every single time you're able to do that. I think, um, I think one of the pieces of it as well is that some, some people, and I've felt this before where I felt like I, I literally could not take that time. Um, in the job that I was in before this, where you and I were working together at the company, um, the last like 18 months that I was there, I worked from probably like five in the morning to five in the afternoon and it, like every day. And it was unbelievably stressful in the time that I was there, the last you know year and a half that I was there. Yeah. And it was like, it was, it was, there were some days where we like, it wasn't as bad, but most of the time I was stressed about the job and I felt so, um, I felt so trapped, I guess, because I was like, I really wanted to make it work. And I did, I didn't feel like I had time even to consider other opportunities, um, or to like set aside margin for myself. And, um, and at one point, you know, a friend of mine was just like, you're, you're like dying inside. What's wrong with you? And I was like, <laughs> and, and she was like, you need to get a different job. Like if, if this is really this bad, you need to find a different job. And I'm like, Oh, but that's so much work. Like, how do I calculate yeah. in and process all the stuff to try and get a new job? Like, to get a new job, that's not, you can't just snap your fingers and have a new job. It just doesn't work like that for most people anyway. And um, and it was really, really difficult to to get the, even the mental margin is is like, a, is is an interesting piece of that, right? Where Where I could be like, okay, I need mental margin to figure out what I can do with my life and my career and, and all of that. And, um, and then the work then to put into that had to be on the side, but it wasn't just on the side because I had to be fit in with everything else that was going on in my life that also felt really big. And, um, and so I just want to also call out that, you know, burnout in those ways doesn't always look the same. Um, and it, and it often just feels like, there, cause it usually comes in a way that it feels, something feels constricted, whether it's your time, your mental energy, your physical energy, um, and all of those can manifest in different ways. And then, and if you're anything like me, Kyle, usually what happens is then I just don't do anything and I just want to lie on the couch and go, uh, you know, <laughs> and then that's not, I mean, it's getting me a little bit of rest sort of, but it's also just preventing me from, from moving forward. And so I kind of had to push through that piece and do, it was almost like extra hard work, like not extra hard, but like more 
hard work on top of the other stuff. And then it, that felt like more, but I had to make some of those uh, decisions and, and movements. And, um, and that also might be the same in things in what you're talking about of like, maybe it feels hard to literally go and change your scenery or to take a day off or a week off or whatever is allotted to you or a month off, whatever. Oh, if you live in Europe, go for it. <laughs> if you work for square, sure. Um, and, and that might be also be difficult to, to feel like you can do that. And, and maybe some of that requires thinking about like, what is, I don't know. Do people don't really think about like, what if I burn out someday? It's not really something you think about until you are, right? <laughs> like, I don't think you think about I, it people until, think about it? I don't think you think about it until you've experienced it deeply. Hmm. And then you think about it. Although I have to say there are times where, like anything else, you kind of settle into, oh yeah, things are fine. I can, I can do more. But I have been, personally, I've been very conscious that sounded wrong. Anyway. Conscious, yeah. Conscious. <laughs> You're I don't conscious. know why that sounded wrong. Okay, anyway, I've been very <laughs> conscious of potential burnout. Like, mm. And I think it's because I my big burnout came from uh, like trying to build up my design business and like all the social posting stuff I was doing. I was... Yeah. <laughs> You remember this, Corey, but for context for everyone else, I was I was posting YouTube videos once a week. I was posting on like Instagram once a day. I was posting on Twitter once a day. I was uh what else? Dribble. Dribble yeah. like once a day or once a week. I can't remember. And you were and that was like your main thing, but you were also trying to get like client work and client and yeah. make things. It was it was like all of that mixed together. Yeah. And it was a lot. Yikes. And I I have better processes now, but at the time I was trying to come up with like new ideas every day for these things as well. It wasn't just yeah. like I've recycled an old idea and I'm posting it today. It was literally a brand new thing every day and it was grueling work. And I really, I just wanted it to succeed so bad, but I, I burned out hard <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Uh, and it was right yeah. around the time we had our daughter. So it was like, that of course was sort Great of timing. the like the moment <laughs> the the burnout came was we had our daughter now I'm a dad now I can't do all of all of these things all the yeah. time and I have more responsibilities and I've got to figure out like other things and that sent me into burnout so I think for me at least the reason that I'm more conscious about it is because I have very intentionally not spread myself thin. And there's times where I'm like, oh, I could, you know, um, in fact, this happened a couple of days ago, honestly. I was like, okay, I've been, um, like, I share a weekly newsletter and I've been doing, like, daily Twitter posts. This feels pretty easy right now. So I could probably add in, like, another social channel or something. Like, yeah, why not? Right. You know, yeah, it's yeah. going to get more exposure <laughs> for things and I'll bring in more people. Yeah. And then I, I do, like had to stop myself and say, no, like you're in a good place. You're in a place where you don't have to stress over this thing right now. Maybe in yeah. the future you add something in that's not like out of the question, but you're going to take yourself into burnout <laughs> mm. very forcefully if you do this. And so uh, 
yeah, and now like yeah, I said it was a couple of days ago and it was, but some things have changed. Like we've had some family stuff come up and it's just like now I'm feeling that stress plus you know, work has been a little intense lately and all that. So yeah, I know I'm close to burnout and I'm thankful that a few days ago, my, my inner self did not decide to add yeah. another thing to my plate. Yeah, totally. That, that, I totally resonate with that dude of, of, but it takes such a, that takes a lot of self-knowledge and self-awareness that, and maybe that only comes from when you've burnt out already. Um, but I think it comes from acknowledging that everybody is susceptible to it. Well, I haven't used that word in like a really long time. Susceptible. What a great word. Everyone's susceptible to burnout. And, but I don't think anybody is really interested in admitting it, you know? And so we just kind of push on, you know, like I just push on, you know, it's all, you know, we're fine. You just, you know, keep your chin up and all that. And, and, and sometimes we have to, right? Like you can't just be like, Oh, I'm too tired. Therefore I can't, you know, feed and care for my children. Like that's something that you need to do. Like that's, that is your responsibility. That's my responsibility. Like we got to do that. Um, but it's, it's, uh, there, I mean, there are people that I've known who have been burnt out. And I'm like, I think that you're like in burnout and they're like, no, it's fine. You know? And people said it to me and I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I think that even just like talking about it and saying like, what, what would be the signals for me? And usually for me, the signals are, I'm the, for me, the signals are, I don't want to do anything outside of the bare minimum. So like scheduling time with people going on little outings or trips, going to this, even just going to the store, um, like planning things out. And my wife is a planner. Like she really likes to get things dialed in. Like these are the things like next month, what are we doing next year? I'm what too. are we doing? And I'm just like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. And, um, and so she, um, so we have to kind of, so I, those are the signals that I get of like, I, I, it's funny cause she knows when I'm in a healthy place when she's like, Hey, we're thinking about inviting so-and-so over on the weekend. What do you think? And I'm like, yeah, it sounds good. And she goes, Oh, yeah, you must be doing okay then, you know. Um, but I know so those are the signals that I've been able to identify for myself. And and I I would encourage anybody who's listening to to kind of take some moments and and think about what what might that look like for you to and and I I'm, I'm sure it shows up in different ways for different people, but um I think it's just like the the lack of desire to want to do those th- to do normal things or things that bring you life or things that are your responsibility um, and that you can kind of start from there and then figure out what it, what it really looks like. And, um, and, and maybe that's setting in, you know, for me, it's, it's setting in time to do the recharge stuff like you were talking about, but also burnout for me, I, I like I almost have to force myself to do, do other stuff, like physically speaking, um, whether that's like, I'm, I'm not like a runner or a bicyclist or anything like that, but, um, you know, many years ago I was in like f- number two of the various burnouts that I've, that I've had over my life, uh, probably more actually, but, um, I was, uh, I was meeting with a therapist and he was like, when do you go on walks? Like not, not, Hey, maybe you could think of it. He's like, when do you go on walks? I'm like, never. Like, I just like, I just sit inside and I work and then I go to bed basically. He's like, sometimes I look at outside and that 
Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a picture on YouTube of outside. <laughs> I watched some people run around in a field. I don't know. And, and he was like, for you, I think you need to go outside and you need to take, just walk around the block because, because genuinely sometimes like going around the block, that felt like a lot. And he's like, if you can do that, which you can, um, that will help your mind be able to handle the rest of that day. And I didn't always do it every single day, but I, every single time I did it, I almost never wanted to do it. I just hated the idea of going outside and going on a walk. But every time I would do it, it would just be, it was so nice to do something else physically that required me to step away from the responsibilities, but not like run away from them, if if that makes sense. And, um, and other times it's been, you know, burnout has not always meant that I'm not creative. Sometimes it means like, that's the only thing I want to do is I don't want to work. Yeah. I don't want to do the responsibilities, but I just want to jam, you know? And like, that's where it, like my brain is just like, go do something that matters in the world, write your lyrics, you know? <laughs> and, um, and, and I think that's, I think that's, um, so all, all that to say, like knowing the signals and then being able to identify what, what do I do? Like, what do we do both as a, a family and as a couple, um, and then what do I do to to help to mitigate some of those things before it hits? And maybe, I don't know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> You're making me remember something that, this is a good reminder, Corey. This has been like really good, good. for me. Because I, for me in the past, I've found that when I start to feel like I'm approaching burnout, which is where I'm at right now, <laughs> and obviously I'm like taking some steps to help myself with that, but one thing that's helped me in the past is just like going outside for a walk. And yes, the the walk itself is very helpful. So I don't want to, I don't want to skip over that. Like the walk itself. Sure. Just the act of going on a walk. Very helpful for all the reasons you just mentioned. But the other piece of it is that, you know, it's like currently as we're recording this for me, it's 1140. And let's say I had, like something I need to do at 12. If I go on a walk for 10 minutes or something and I come back, nobody nobody at work is like, where's Kyle? Everything's burning down. <laughs> and there's, there's no emails in my inbox that are like, you didn't respond to me within the past 10 minutes. And like all these right. things that I think we feel when we get close to burnout because we're we're getting so like focused in on making sure we get stuff done because I don't know that that's where I'm at. That's where yeah. I get It's just like, I want to make sure everything's taken care of. Yeah. Like all the big things seem bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Everything feels like more of a immediate issue. Yeah. And if I go on a walk and I come back and nobody notices or cared, that's like, that's the best thing. Right. Even my family, like <laughs> sometimes I go on a walk and come back <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you went outside for a little <laughs> oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's actually a really good feeling for me of like I'm I'm strangely glad that nobody missed me for 10 minutes because mm-hmm. that means things are not as much of a a pressure situation as I thought they were. Yeah. Yeah, it's there it's like micro and macro versions of of addressing the issue and one of the micro things is is changing context or getting some fresh air, um, 
you know, touching whatever. Grass, and as they say. Touching grass, as they say, as the kids say. Um, I feel so old, Kyle. I'm in my 30s, but man, I feel so old. <laughs> I don't know what the kids say anymore. Uh, just a grumpy old man yelling at the clouds. Um, yeah, and so there's like the micro things, whether it's like, I always have to have, you know, someone I know who's in burnout right now, she's like, I always shut down my computer at the end of the day. And especially on the weekends, I don't touch any of it. I want to be fully disconnected completely from work. Like that is how I manage things. And maybe I have different hobbies and different, you know, versions of things. And and that's another way. Um, I mean, one of the other things is like having a very candid conversation, mostly with yourself, but also with whoever is involved of, what needs to change, you know, uh, it, it, what, and what can, you know, maybe there are circumstances where your circumstances literally cannot change at a really high level, but maybe there's something like, you know, for me, there was one, you know, there were times where I was just like, I can't start work at five 30 in the morning every day. Like, I feel like, you know, that I feel like that's, um, or I felt like that was the way that I was showing up, you know, I would show up every day and like, I would do, I, you know, this means that I'm like fully invested, but it was killing me, you know, and maybe one of those boundaries I needed to set was like, I'll, I'll sign on at seven 30 in the morning or something, you know, and if that's possible, if that was possible for me, not possible for everybody. So then asking like, even to the level of, do I need to change my employment situation? Do I need to change our living situation? Do I need to change like what, what would need to change? Um, there's a phrase that is used at ConvertKit all of the time that I've grown very tired of, but it's a, it's a, it's a well, it's a well used, um, phrase, which is what would need to be true for X to happen basically is what it, what it is. So not even just like what needs, what, what, like, what do we need to do to make X happen? It's what needs to be true. So what, what would need to be true for you to prevent burnout or what would need to be true for you to come out of burnout? And, and maybe that looks like, maybe, and maybe the answer is not like I need to change my job, but it might just be, um, I'm thinking too much about work on the weekends or the kids are so overbearing on Tuesdays and Thursdays at these times. And it just is, it's whatever. Uh, and I, I, those conversations have to happen whether, and even if they're scary because they usually are, you know, like burnout is so, it's so close to you because it feels like it often feels like it's stuff that we should be able to do anyways. You know what I mean? Like I should be able to do my job. I should be able to be a dad. I should be able to whatever. And when you can't, when you just literally can't, it, it feels awful. It's just like, you're like, where did I go? What happened to me? You know? Yeah. So it's, having that really serious and candid conversation of you don't have to make a big decision, but it's a, it's an exploration and giving yourself the permission to explore that and say, what would need to be true? You know, again, tired of that sentence, but you know, it's, you know, it can be helpful, you know, cause it helps you. It almost like it, it helps you think of the things before the thing, right. Rather than going directly to the solution. It's like, what are the steps for the solution before we even talk about the solution? Yeah. And I think like, People, even people close to you, will pile things on you until you let them know there's too much. Yeah. I think we, <laughs> we forget that a lot of the time. Yeah, we just think, oh, they should know, like this is too much. But even with you know, everybody's in a different situation with work, for example. But 
Um, you know, I, I would, I would argue that if you're in a good situation with work and you talk to your manager and say like, I have all these things I'm doing and <laughs> they don't fit into a work day, like something has to give or what should be priority. Mm. What do you want me to prioritize? Stuff like that. It might surprise you that they might say, Oh, well, I, I just thought you were fine doing all those things. Like if you need to not do X, Y, Z, that's totally fine. We can, you know, figure out different ways or whatever it might be. That that's totally yeah. possible. It's not out of possibility. Yeah. And same with your, your spouse, your family, like, okay, I do these things every week and I'm feeling like this thing specifically, like as an example, I usually mow my lawn and take care of my lawn, but there's times where I'm getting into burnout like this and I'm just like, can we please pay someone to mow the lawn for the next few times? And I don't right. have to do it. It takes something off my plate. And it's usually like, oh yeah, sure, that's fine. You know, but it, asking for it, like letting people know these things, it's just too much. Like I have too much. What can we what can we yeah. cut away at least for a little bit? And, and change up and you'd be surprised how okay yeah. people are with that <laughs> yeah and 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 even if it's like the first thing that you come to maybe it's well we can't hire a person because no one else has a lawnmower you're the only person in the in the county with a lawnmower then you then but you can still pursue either the thought or like okay then what else is there and and hopefully there is something um and if there's nothing that can give that's a that's that's a larger problem that I do not feel like I have anywhere close to the credentials to be able to approach. But, um, no. cause some people live like that. Like some people, <laughs> yeah. that's just the truth where they're just like, I can't stop anything that I'm doing. I feel like I've paired everything back as I can and I'm still at my limit. And, and that's a really hard place to be. Um, and I've been there, you know, you've been there. Um, I think more people have been there than either they or people around them are willing to admit. Um, but it's also, you know, a good reminder. I think this conversation for me is also a good reminder that I'm not alone in it. You know, I'm not in burnout right now. I don't think I'm on my way, but I will probably experience burnout uh, adjacent symptoms sometime in the next five years, I'm sure. And and remembering like it's I'm not alone in the feeling of there's too much stuff, you know, and and um, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be like um a journey that I go through alone that, that we go through alone. And, um, and sometimes people can be more objective than you can be most times I would say, cause they can see things that you can't cause you're not, they're not as close. Yeah. Very true. It's been good. This has been a good conversation. I'm glad we had it. Yeah. I, I was a little it. bit I like, it was- I don't know about this one Corey. <laughs> well, that's how, you know, I mean, again, that's just like, what are we talking about? I don't know. Thing, that thing. Sure. Great. Well, good show. Good show. <laughs> oh, good. Well, um, I know you've got to head out a little bit early today, so we'll go ahead and end the show here today. Um, for uh, anyone who's listening, anyone who's listening, anyone who's listening, uh, you can find uh, all of the stuff that you need to find about the show uh, at our website, dadmade.co. Um, and you can sign up for the newsletter there. I We send out the, the episodes a day early um, to listen to on a little private feed. And uh, so if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get that and um, and any other thoughts that we may have there. Um, and also, if you've enjoyed the show uh, or received any level of value for it uh, from it or you just enjoy listening to us for whatever reason, uh, we would really appreciate if you went to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Music or wherever that 
heck else it is, like Deezer. I don't even know what Deezer is, but we're on there apparently. <laughs> um, but if you go, go to wherever it is that you listen to a podcast and leave us a review, leave us a five-star rating if they have ratings, um, that would be really awesome. We would really appreciate that. Or you can send us an email. So sign up for the newsletter list and then reply to the, I think we've got like a little, good job, you signed up for the thing. Um, send, an e- send us an email or you can send a, uh, an email, mail at dadmade.co. Mail like, you know, mail you get in the mail, not mails. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter uh, for whatever reason, Corey D.H. Miller, C-O-R-Y, D.H. Miller, and uh, and then also just like through email and stuff. Kyle, what about you? Where, where can people find you online? They want to say hi. People can find me on Twitter slash X at It's Kyle Adams, I-T-S Kyle Adams. That's probably the main place. And then your creative thing. Oh, you know what we haven't we have, no we haven't said. Well, actually, I guess because I asked you what you've been doing creatively, um, that we missed that segment. But um, where can people find your creative stuff? At creatorglue.com. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't as good as a payoff as I thought it was going to be. Because <laughs> it almost sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke. That's that's where that's is it where going? I've no, been so making good. glue. You've been making. Oh, creating glue (laughs) creating glue yep excellent well good luck in all of your future endeavors i'm looking for a new (laughs) co-host i hope it sticks honestly kyle kyle no (laughs) well thank you so much for listening kyle good show enjoy your time off thank you good show Bye. bye